bit of a minor emergency come up there, but it's all been taken care of. So, but I got to split it like, uh, two fifteen at the latest. So it won't be a terribly long one. So an hour, we've got an hour. We got an hour. We got an hour. Um, and we're doing it Thursday. Normally I do it on uh Friday, but I do it Thursday, uh, because I got to take off to Wisconsin tomorrow, uh, which is going to throw me for a loop with my Fitbit competition because I can't compete against Atham and Bacon and uh, Nick Shoelander. Um, and uh, you look kind of funny right now with uh, two sets of head uh, headphones on. You got another said, oh, one? Oh, I'm could... sorry. Yeah, these these are my ones <laughs> I go like... hiking and running with, and these are the ones that are attached to the You're like... to the system. Brett Michaels, where he wears as many hats and headbands as possible. The poison guy. Remember the joke about? <laughs> there was a joke about him wearing like a headband and then a hat and a headband on the hat and then maybe another hat on top of the hat. <laughs> was he the guy that did the? He started the uh, leather wristbands. Was that him or was that just some that happened in the aughts and the? In the I don't know. 20-teens? He he had the show where it was a bunch of chicks trying to get with him i can't remember did he what. have makeup he had mascara yeah, he was the poison yeah, okay he's yeah, the poison okay. singer yeah all Brett right michaels <laughs> that's uh well i'm glad to see washed up 80s hairband guys making a lot of money still that's great that's uh oh, although definitely. you know what's going to happen with those 80s hairbands just like uh bet not bet midler um who's the communist one the communist fat jewish singer baby boomer oh it's I, america uh, uh always yeah, is threatening funny girl uh she's ugly too yeah, Her, she's the funny girl she's um i know exactly who you're talking about yeah yeah so there's her there's the rolling stones yeah, let me just look it up real quick the beatles all these guys are charging like two to three hundred dollars a ticket to go see him because the boomers got all this money same thing mark my word same thing if it's not already happening now same thing is happening now with like motley crew heck i remember metallica did a show and uh, I got to work security that night at one of the hotels near the the performance venue. And it was funny to see them all go out. They all had their old Motley Crue, or not Motley Crue, Metallica uh, uh, jean jackets that they had written Metallica on in that font. And they had all the stickers and the patches and all that. And they all left at 7. And we were a little worried. Are they going to come back drunk? Is there going to be fights? Dude. The Gen Xers are over, man. They're all old. They are, they people are starting to come back by like nine thirty, ten. They had a pizza and a couple of beers. They all went to bed. There wasn't any problems that night. <laughs> they like got kids. They're adults now. They got gray hair. They're like, ah, fuck it. We're we're going to bed. Babs, <laughs> Babs, Barbara Streisand, John Brown got it. John Brown, Barbara Streisand. That's who oh, I just said it. I looked it up. Yeah, okay. I'm just, just waiting for you to get through with your Gen X is a bunch of boring losers now that don't know how to fight or party or get drunk at metal concerts. Yeah, we used to know how to fight far right to party, and now one of the Beastie Boys is dead too, cancer. No, really? Yeah, yeah, he died early. Um, so did J.J. Abrams you know, have a conniption fit? Wait, did, was J.J. Abrams a Beastie Boy? He loves the Beastie Boys. Oh. That's why the that's why he plays their songs in the Star Trek movies. Oh. Did he play the Beastie Boys songs in the Star Trek movies? Yeah, yeah. In the first one, he had Kirk as a kid listening to Sabotage when he oh, stole a car. Okay. And then the that. third I, one, uh, the song plays into how to defeat the uh, the enemy. So Yeah. He has this huge boner for the Beastie Boys. <laughs> I When you I think ca- Star Trek, you think Beastie Boys, right? I mean, when you no, think I don't. the I future think- and you think... I'm being facetious. When you think the future and Star Trek and, you know, all the great technology, you think of... Ah! Sabotage! <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Listen on New Yorkers. Oh... Uh... I stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Now I'm going to remember all these songs. Maybe I have to grab my C- uh, Beastie Boy CDs and throw it into the. I was never into them. I was into them. I liked them very much. You like you like the what the party one? You got a no. Well, you got to fight for your right to party. No, right? no, not that basic bitch shit. No, they had. If you listen to their albums, it was funk. It wasn't rap and fun. It, it it was different. They definitely had their own sound. They, they were good musicians. Um. You're not helping with your not what? a Jew image here. 
I mean, not a Jew. I not, I'm not a Jew. I'm not. <laughs> the BC boys are so, Jews. <laughs> so what? I, a non-Jew can't like a Jewish performer? I'm just saying. Yeah. All, all, the, all the conspiracy theorists will be, oh, see, hey, AC Eric Clary, he likes the Beastie Boys. Oh, he he's be he's Jew. It's he's that a, Jew blood in him. Yeah. He's a Zionist. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, uh, I, uh, no, one of my favorite, uh, favorite shows is the old, um, uh, Peter Gunn TV show. You ever watch it? I know the song. Yeah, but the show is real good. And there's a not Herschel Walker, but his name's Herschel something. And he was a he, he went on to do other things like Fiddler on the Roof. Herschel and, Walker. Uh, Herschel Walker. And you could <laughs> it's not Herschel Walker, but uh yeah, you kind of like is he Jewish? And you like, oh yeah, yeah, he's he, Herschel. Yeah, that's he's he's Jewish. Yeah, Herschel Walker's Jewish too, right? No, I don't think so. Who was this guy? Herschel. Herschel Walker, Minnesota Vikings, well, first Dallas Cowboys running back, not then Minnesota Vikings running back. The Minnesota Vikings traded away their entire future. The reason why the Dallas Cowboys won so many Super Bowls was mm-hmm. because of the trade for Herschel Walker with the Minnesota Vikings. Did Herschel help them out? Uh, the Vikings did not win a Super Bowl as a result of uh, getting Herschel Walker, but it was exciting to watch him for a little bit. Was he good? I don't know. I didn't no, he's know good. He was a good running back. But okay. it, he was not worth all of the number one draft picks. And, I mean, basically, the Vikings gave Dallas Cowboys, Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman, uh, all those all those dynasty players that won them so many Super Bowls. Whatever happened to Randy Moss? Like, did he just go away or what? He's did a he get traded commentator. Away? I think he's a commentator now. Commenter? Commentator? Yeah, commentator. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's what he is now. But did we give him away to somebody? I remember every oh Randy Moss this, Randy Moss that, Randy Moss Moss. I think he I can't remember. I think he went free agent and he went to um the Patriots. Oh okay. I had Randy Moss and Tom Brady on my fantasy football team back when I played fantasy football Mm -hmm. when they just lit it up. It was it was so awesome. (laughs) I just dominated the league that year. Did you win some prizes? Ah, we just win a little bit of money. That usually oh. rolled over to the next year. So, well, that's not bad. But yeah, uh, fantasy. I don't do that anymore because everybody does it. Went once. Once my wife, Mrs. DT, could have a fantasy football team through her work. I said, okay, yeah, I think I'm done. <laughs> Everybody's doing it now. This isn't fun anymore. It's ubiquitous. So jump the shark by that time. Well, it's just it's too easy. I mean, back when, um, I mean. I was playing when it was special, when you actually had to, my dad loves statistics. And so he loved to look up in the paper when you had to use the paper for statistics right. Right. to, to figure out all the points and do it by hand, basically. Um, that's when it was special. Cause it took a quite a commitment from somebody to run a league. And now mm-hmm. you just got all the online programs and it just does it automatically. And it's people are in multiple leagues, you know, they're, juggling multiple teams and it's just it's stupid now i remember sitting at uh, a bar and there was a game going on and the both people next to me were cheering at the completely weirdest points in time i'm like well you cheering uh, they must be cheering for whatever the packers they must be cheering for the bears but then they cheer when the bears did something i'm like who are you cheering for like my yep. team. I'm like, well, who's your yep. team? The Packers or the Bears? No, my my fantasy football team. I'm like, what? And I knew, but and it was like, well, yeah, but I got that guy, but that guy, but that guy does that, but he does that. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, fine. Just... Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it's totally changed how people watch the sport. It's totally changed everything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's more about your own personal team than uh, anything else now, so... Yeah. Okay. I I guess I I guess. That, uh, uh, well, how's South Dakota? Are things well? Oh, tell me, it's tell awesome. me some good. Tell me some happy news. I, I get so awesome. find some happy news. So please find some. It's so awesome out here. It's just so great. I love it. Did the rain finally stop? The rain has stopped. It's low humidity now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm doing. I'm I'm like a madman on the home projects. I love doing home projects. And so, and I love just, you know, feeling productive like that. And mm-hmm. uh, it's so much nicer to not be swatting at mosquitoes and oh. sweating profusely while doing these projects. I uh, the kids are, kids are getting adjusted to school and 
Mrs. DT's kicking butt at work, and it seems like we're settling settling in pretty well. And I love it. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. So good. Knock on good. wood. <laughs> no, I I remember I went for a walk. It was kind of a cool night, and for the first time, it was no more than two nights ago. Um, and I got my first mosquito bite this summer. So I almost got through. I almost got through. And um, I proceeded to get my second, third, and fourth mosquito bites, but I killed all four of them. So the score is like four to zero so far. Um, but I was just kind of, I'm like, oh, darn it. I cannot wait to be gone. I cannot just. There are biting flies here, though. They 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 attack your shins and your ankles. shins. Yeah. They just, they love, they love to, to attack your legs. Why do they, to, why they low flying shovel. flies? They don't go above a, they got a, a foot and a half ceiling. Otherwise they lose oxygen. What, what do you mean? Low I fly think fly? they figured out that, you know, it takes more of an effort to swat them down low. And so they just, you know, yeah, they're low flying below the radar flies that the quick bite and they're gone. And you're like, ah, shit. Evolutionarily adapted flies. Yeah, they've adapted this quick. Sure. If they're adapting that quickly in like you know a thousand years time, they're going to have weapons and be more powerful than <laughs> drones. Yeah, DT's calves have been feeding the local fly population outside. Oh, uh, I guess we better stay on top of uh, donations here. Yeah, I was looking. Uh, we're all going to do. It's already one, coming dude. in here. Although I do want to have. I want. I have. The, I have the happiest news article I could find. Um, oh, I need, yeah, I need to find. I need to look at mine here. So you if you want to do the super chats, I can go look mine up. Let me let me pull up mine. I don't know why I took that down. Okay, here we go. That's that's mine. Let's go to the super chats real quick. Uh, Troy Kotalecki, two dollars. He says you talked me into a trade job. Have two blood shekels. Well, thank you, Troy. I'm glad I <laughs> had you avoid becoming a finance major. Confidette, two Canadian dollars. This is mm, the coffee tastes good. I, I don't know what he's referring to there. <laughs> that, that, that might be me. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, Holy thank shit. you. <laughs> Phil, for 20 bucks from Phil. Thanks for the email response this morning that I didn't even ask for to the untouchable topic request. Throw this in the Poke Bowl fund. Cheers. He, he, um, <clears throat> he is in charge. How do I want to put this? He got put in charge of a group of people, which is the last group of people based on traits, you know, and gender and politics that you'd ever want to be put in charge in. Okay. Uh, basically unassailable. And I, 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 he's like, well, how do I handle? I'm like, dude, I, I, I'd quit. I just wouldn't take that job. <laughs> I don't care how much your, your, your management has your back. No, I absolutely would not take that job. Like, nope. Nope. So, like a diversity coordinator type of thing? No, or? it's not that. It's just he got a group if of people. If you can talk about it. Yeah. He, he got a group of people that, um, uh, how can I put it? Are not only a very, very, very protected class, but are going to be prone to a lot of drama in Okay. Antics. Okay. Yeah, and all right. as if corporate America was not already bad enough, uh, I'm like, I honestly would run. I'd be looking for another job. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have taken the job. I would not. You want me to do what with who? No, thank you. Nope. Right. Because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna last that long. And it's only a matter of time until uh, baseless accusations of ists and isms come along. And uh, you gotta. You gotta. Virtu- no, absolutely not. Not gonna happen. So I will. It's to the point. I, I'm and I'm being serious. Uh, if if you. And you don't you don't have to be a white male. You just have to be a self respecting person. Um, if it's so bad with the politics at your employer, whether it's it could be racial, sexual politics, or corporate office politics, or it's not worth it. Go on welfare. Just just be become a millennial. That's one thing I like about the millennials is how they're like they were brought up by the by the uh, baby boomers to have like entitlement, but also in that t- entitlement, there's like standards. And self-respect, like, yeah, I'm not doing that job. Go fuck yourself. You know, I, I kind of have this reluctant appreciation for where they say, you either pay me $15 an hour or go fuck yourself. <laughs> I can kind of, because I wish I did the same. I thought, oh no, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to prove myself. Yeah, and, yeah. and through merit and hard work, they'll realize what a good person I am and the reward. No, fuck you. You want to, you want me to, no, fuck you, pay me. 
I mean, the, t- the, the jobs I take, oh, yeah, any job, got to prove it, got to get your foot in the door. And I was like, nah, you want me to pay that rent you're charging? Yeah, it's $15 an hour. Go fuck yourself. Right. And so it, it's kind of one of those things where like, oh, you want me to even be in charge of that? No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to collect welfare. There's way too much drama in the workplace already. So if it's something that's going to guarantee drama mm-hmm. and guarantee office politics and oh, all that no. kind of stuff. I mean, it just, uh, yeah, Mrs. DT is going through something right now. And, and it's like, it's so crazy how within the same company, people want to sabotage each other and not be helpful and, mm. and try to make other people look bad and are on power trips and are, and it's like, you do realize that, you know, you're probably getting stock options or you're, or the, you know, how well your company performs is going to directly reflect and directly affect how much how well you are doing financially so (laughs) you would think that you would all be on the same team but that doesn't seem to be that that way anywhere even in sports i think it's the same thing where you know people want to be the star and so they'll sabotage the star or whatever it's crazy i see i see more i see way more cooperation with professional sports teams than i do in corporate america right because they're like I, i i but i'm amazed at the petty bullshit that I found in every office where presumably these people are adults, right? We presume it adults. And it's like, but it happens on sports teams too. I mean, sports teams, your job is to win. And so, like you said, you you don't see it as much in sports, but you still do see it in sports where people will sabotage each other. I don't know. Maybe. I I mean, if you play, I mean, I'm sure when you played sports as a kid or whatever, um, yeah, there was always somebody gunning for you and maybe, uh, maybe, I all I'm saying is in the professional world, take kids out of it. In the professional world, you have a bunch of guys, and in female sports too, I'd presume, where they're they're in it just to win a trophy, of course, millions of dollars as well. They got their act together on a level corporate America could only right. dream about. They could right. only dream about having that that level of of teamwork and people with without the politics and the drama, but yeah, every place I've gone and that's, you know, I guess the normies conformies and inferiors got to work somewhere and it's called, called employers. It's called government. It's called teachers. It's called corporate America. It's called retail. And you're just going to have to deal with them. And I remember I even had written in my contract one time that I could come and go whenever I pleased, I would get my work done. As long as I got a certain X amount of work done, I could come and go as I please. And I had people twice my age. I was like 23 at the time. Here are these people in the 40s and 50s bitching and whining to my boss. Well, why does he exactly. get to go home early? It's like, well, because that's what I fucking negotiated, you goddamn baby boomer. Quanta, ha, ha. Exactly. That's a, that's probably exactly what's happening to Mrs. DT as well. It's just, you know, she's negotiated certain things. Right. And, oh, and other people, people don't like it. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's too bad for you. Right, exactly, and, and and so you know, up your own fucking game, assholes. Yep. You know, maybe get out of debt, maybe get your shit together so that you can have, so you can stick up for yourself and make demands like you've made and like Mrs. DT makes and I, I've made in the past, and and it's all it's it's your fucking deal, people. It's not the other person. If you like what they've got, work towards getting what they've got, their arrangement that they've got. Find out your le- your leverage points that prevent you from doing that. I guarantee you're fucking up to you know up to your eyeballs in debt, and you can't. And you got oh yes, boss. Oh yes, sir. Oh yes, I'll do whatever ah. you say. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Get rid of the fucking leverage, and then maybe you'll be like one of us. You well, fucking you know losers. You, see now you're getting you're getting angrier than I am, and you're in South Dakota. No, I I just gonna, was chan- I was channeling you a little bit there. They're just they're not. Gonna, <laughs> they need that SUV. They need that master's degree. They it's the die is cast, man. We're not going to change anything. No. We might we might be able to poach off some of the youngins out there, help them out a little bit. You know, help the those who listen be in the same position we are at a much yep. earlier age, hopefully too. But your rank and file people that we're going to have to deal with, they're getting dumber. They're getting slower. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I'm amazed when somebody gets a sandwich made for me in a time that I think is reasonable. I'm amazed if I can just drive down to the gas station, get gas. And there's not like, you know, somebody pulling it where I have to hit the brakes or make an emergency move. It, it's it, that's, don't worry about it. Just enjoy the show. You'd enjoy be amazed show. at how fast I took apart a garden structure today. 
a just garden before, structure? Yeah, just before the podcast here, this eyesore in the backyard. Yeah. I took it down, baby. What's a garden structure? It's a, it's a useless thing. <laughs> once you let the weeds take over, it's really useless. And well, so, yeah. Is it, is it like boxes, for, like a box? It, it was like a raised bed with a fence and, you know, it was a hose in there. And there was, you know, I'm sure when they were using it, it was great. But when you let the thistle and everything take over, um, it oh, looks no. like shit. Yeah. So yeah. I was out there with my hammer drill. It was, and it, and it got taken down. It's gone. Did you weed whack it? Did you mow it? What? No, no, nah, nah, yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 it needs to be finished off, polished. But, but, yep, got done. But, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, we're not going to change anything. That's why I was kind of intrigued by this positive podcast today. It's been bad. It's been because it's been a really bad week for news. <laughs> it's been really and, bad. okay, so, and it's funny you mention that because <laughs> I'm like I need to do something positive. Like I'm not paying attention to the news, blah, blah, blah. and sure enough, all the news is shit. I'm like I'm gonna go on CBS, find myself a positive news story. Not one to be found. Not one fucking happy thing. I'm like I'm gonna go to Fox News. Find a positive news story. <laughs> Can't find any. CNN, nothing. Then I go to NBC. This is the most positive news story. Would you like to hear my most positive news story I found today? Oh, so we're going to do that? Are we all caught up on the Super Chats? Um, <clears throat> No, but I, I might as well go with this. We'll go back to Super Chats. We're okay. caught up enough. So. Are you ready for this? This is this is the most positive thing I could find. This is your positive story. My okay. positive story. Loch Ness Monster may be giant eel, say scientists. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's not like... Hey, we found a cure for cancer. Uh, it's just, well, maybe that thing that everybody talks about over in Ireland is really just a big eel. Scotland, by the Scot- way. Whatever. <laughs> Fucking Christ. I got somebody who wants me to do a a, a video on the, the Brexit shenanigans going on, and I'm reading through all this crap, and I'm just getting more and more pissed off. I'm like, why don't you just set up this fucking zone between the island of Ireland and the United Kingdom? Ah, fuck it, never mind. Yeah, uh, Scotland wants to stay in the EU, and yeah, we're not gonna, okay, yeah, yeah, don't get me started. Don't, no, no, I'm not gonna worry about it. <laughs> stay uh, positive, people- stay positive. The creatures behind repeated sightings of the fabled Loch Ness Monster may be giant eels, according to scientists. Uh, Researchers from New Zealand, which, by the way, if you don't have good geography, is on the complete opposite fucking side of the planet from Ireland or Scotland. It's Uh, about as far away as you can get, I think. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder Uh, if it's about as far away as possible. You'd think there'd be some maybe more conveniently located researchers uh, to Loch Ness. (laughs) I mean, uh, the, the Kiwi accent kind of sounds like a Scottish accent yeah, on the South Island. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have tried to catalog all living species in the lock by extracting DNA from water samples. Following analysis, scientists have ruled out the presence of large animals said to be behind reports of a monster. No evidence of a prehistoric marine reptile called a plesiosaur mm-hmm. or, such, or a large fish such as a sturgeon were found. Catfish and suggestions... Yeah, that a wandering Greenland shark were behind the sightings were also discontinued. Okay. Uh, the aim of the research was not to find Nessie, but to improve knowledge of what plants and animals live in Loch Ness. European well, it had a double. It had a double purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, European eels are among the creatures in the loch, huh. and whose DNA was picked up by the re- research. Juvenile eels known as elvers, arrive in Scottish rivers and locks after migrating more than 3,100 miles from the Sargasso Sea near the Bahamas, where the animals spawn and, spawn and lay eggs. Professor Neil Gemmel, a geneticist from New Zealand's University of Otago. You ever been to Otago? No. No? All right. Said, people love a mystery. We've used science to add another chapter to Loch Ness Mystique. We can't find any evidence of a creature that's remotely related to that in our environmental DNA sequence data. So sorry, I don't think the plesiosaur idea holds up based on the idea on the data that we have obtained. He added, so there's no shark DNA in Loch Ness based on our sampling. There is also no catfish DNA in Loch Ness based on our sampling. We can't find any evidence of sturgeon either. There is a very significant amount of eel DNA. Eels are very plentiful in Loch Ness with eel DNA found at pretty much every location sample. There are a lot of them. So are they giant eels? 
Well, our data doesn't reveal their size, but the sheer quantity of the material says that we can't discount the possibility that there may be giant eels in Loch Ness. Therefore, we can't discount the possibility that what people see and believe is the Loch Ness monster might be a giant eel. There uh, you DNA, go. Yeah, DNA from humans, dogs, sheep, cattle, deer, badgers, rabbits, wolves, birds were also identified by the researchers. Well, the most famous Loch Ness photo was proven to be fake. Yeah, that's what they said. It was proven fake. Yeah, so, yeah the I, guy uh, came out, I think, either before he died or after he died. He he had somebody, they, they got the model that he used and everything. So Really? Is it like on display somewhere? I don't know if it's on display, but they showed it. Uh, that okay. he, yeah, here's what I use to take this picture. It's just a simple oh. thing that floats in the water that, you know. Got it at Walmart. <laughs> Right or where whatever it was back in the early 1900s, I think, or that 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 famous photo was taken, and it was all fake. And so, yeah, I know. I, I think I had heard about this study, um, watching some goddamn show on Discovery or something, where oh yeah, scientists are going to sift the water for DNA and be able to finally, you know, d- definitively say what the Loch Ness monster could be. And so they've done it and there's not, not even sturgeon, a late, a fish that's common in Lake Superior is not even in Loch Ness. Well, and, <laughs> and those I, things are huge. <laughs> yeah. And I get, I get tired of the, could it be, you know, the guy with, yeah. you know, aliens and yeah. our ancient aliens or whatever. Is it possible that from outer space, a foreign planet blew up and DNA landed. All right, I guess it's possible. Could it be that a really, 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 really big eel popped its head up and people keep just like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> so I wonder, I mean, that's a huge draw for tourism there. The Is it? Nessie thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Loch Ness. I mean, it, it, I love the whole uh, cryptozoologist. I love, oh, this cryptozoologist. You know, it's, and it's a- always some guy with a hat. That kind of looks like Indiana Jones or something, you know, wearing it's a leather. Zoologist. They're not a real scientist. They are mm-hmm. a uh, scientist of of uh, strange creatures. So they believe in Nessie and they believe in the abominable snowman and oh, Bigfoot and, uh, and Bigfoot and all that. Yeah, yeah, and so they are the cryptozoologist, not a zoologist, but a cryptozoologist. Well, what's crypto the Latin base for? I mean, there's cryptocurrency. Does that mean encrypted? I don't. I, I don't know what crypto, crypto meaning. <clears throat> crypto, yeah, but... person having a secret allegiance to a political creed, especially communism. Oh, that, wouldn't not... be it. What? that wouldn't be. That would be. Look up like cryptozoologist. Maybe it says. Yeah, uh, that... the Greek means hidden. Okay, there you go. Yep. Okay. So they're the they're the you know they are the keepers of the hidden knowledge of these strange creatures. Uh, crypto. They they've crypto? always got. They've got. They've got like a beard or a mustache. And they've True. got a hat. They always Glasses. wear a hat. Yeah, yeah. And they've got always have a leather jacket. Hmm. And that, actually, uh, Penn and Teller's bullshit did a great episode on cryptozoology. Was, <laughs> I don't even know there was a thing as this cryptozoology. Guy? You're gonna trust this guy? <laughs> and they show the cryptozoologist. You know, uh, it. it I, I'm trying to figure out why you'd use it for cryptocurrency. Hidden currency. It's uh, hidden? It, you can't track it. Did I suppose, or it. yeah, it's it's outside the system. It's hidden. Oh, anyway, uh, wizardly so wizard. Pos- that's just huh? so the positive nature of that is that there is no pleosaur, no plesiosaur, or pleosaur, whatever it was. Yep. No Greenland shark. No. Yeah. Nothing that will hurt you probably, unless these big eels can hurt you. I don't know if I want to go swimming in Loch Ness. Uh, I I just. I, well, the the sturgeon. I guess I've I've talked to or I've heard people who have um, gone scuba diving in Lake Superior mm-hmm. and some of these. I can't remember where else has sturgeon. Maybe like Lake Malax or some of the other big. Oh, some of yeah, some of those Canadian lakes. Once they yeah, there's sturgeon yeah. up there. Yeah, and these divers when they go down into these lakes and they come up on a sturgeon, they said it's freaking it's scary. Well, these things are huge. They they can get that. I think they can get to be. Like 10 feet, I think. <clears throat> Sturgeon. Holy shit. Yeah, 12 feet long. Look yeah. at these guys. I got a picture. Of, oh, wow. That'll I take u- a bite out of you. I used to watch the Ian Fisherman, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a great shot of them getting a sturgeon up to the side of the boat, and the big tail hit the guy. Yeah. 
So, yeah, Ian is- Fisherman. You can catch any species of fish that swims. That's what he used to always say back in the day. What that about swims. the species? What about the species of fish who that, who don't swim? That don't swim. They <laughs> can sashay. I catch those too? They sashay through the water. All right. So you want my story? Yeah, I had no vested interest in the Loch Ness monster. I was just like, that's the most positive story I could find. What What do you have for your most positive so I, story? I always check Drudge, and okay. when I do start. The mm, the coffee's good podcast, which is just going to be me going through Drudge and going through my Facebook feed and looking over the day's news and commenting on it real quick. What I do every morning anyway, I'm just I'm going to live stream that, I think. But anyway, I found this story in the New York Post. Thousands to attend barbecue outside home of vegan who sued neighbors over smelly meats. Was it was this in Ireland or something? This is in Australia. Australia. Okay, I heard I heard this tangentially. So yes. I'll just read this real quick. This is the beginning. Thousands of people are roasting an Australian vegan who took her neighbors to court over the smell of meat and fish from their barbecue by planning a massive cookout outside her home. Scylla Cardin made headlines this week for her legal beef. You, know, you like how this I like that. How do you spell Scylla Cardin? C-I-L-L-A and then C-A-R C-A-R-D-E-N Let's see what this gal looks like. Oh yeah. For her legal beef in which she claimed the odors from her neighbor's barbecues had destroyed her quality of life. Now more than 3,000 people are planning to attend a cookout outside her Perth home, organized on a Facebook page called Community Community Barbecue for Scylla Carden. Don't let Scylla destroy a good old Aussie tradition. Join us for a community barbecue and help Scylla Carden get some pork on her fork. The event description reads. <laughs> That's something so, I'd love to attend, an Australian barbecue. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's... Right. Shrimp on the Barbie, mate. Yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be such a part of their culture. I mean, does it blow mm. us out of the water? I mean, like if we get a Texas barbecue mm. up against the Russia, who would win? Who do you think? Because boy, Texans and, and, yeah. and uh, Kansas, they got, they, they're pretty good with their barbecue. Yeah. I think, I think American barbecue is more refined. You know, we've got the smoke, the, you know, mm. the smoke barbecue and the, doing the beef brisket and all that kind of stuff. Where what I are think they doing? They, running around with loincloth, putting <laughs> it in with a stick? Wait. I think they just throw shit on the fire and, and call it good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My only experience with uh, uh, Australian barbecue is Outback Steakhouse, so I, I guess I wouldn't know. Don't know if that's the same. Don't know if that's exactly. <laughs> Probably not. That's, I think that's about as legitimate Australian as Crocodile Dundee. Uh, but it says here that this chick... It says uh, Cardin's legal ma- legal battle with her neighbors began last year. Her complaint was tossed out of court earlier this year, and she filed an appeal. The appeal was also rejected in July, but she has vowed to keep fighting. This is fantastic to say, hey, bitch, <laughs> you're going to keep on we'll making make an annual your, event, making your neighbor, you know, um, whatever legal fees or whatever, whatever it's either the state, either she's suing the state or the city or whatever the hell that she's doing. She's costing somebody money in. Right. Oh, I don't like the smell of meat because I'm a vegan. And there so, is, okay. Okay, bitch. All right. There is no more privileged group of people than Western white women. There is right. no more of a privileged group. This, this woman doesn't even think about what it costs. She doesn't, how much you want to bet she's never looked at a budget, has no concept at all. Well, taxes and, and the judicial system, that must cost something. You know, like these people, the right. judges and the bailiffs, they don't just show up for no reason without pay. And she's just burdening the taxpayer mm-hmm. with this petty, bu- you know, if they had balls, they'd start fining her, but I don't think they do that. Um, but isn't that great? It is great. No, it, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Three thousand. Three thousand. Three thousand. I mean, how many? How many barbecue? How many? How many? You know, that's the smoke from that. I mean, you read the Old Testament where uh, they they go do their sacrifices at the temple, right? And then they right. called it they called it the, a sweet savor unto the Lord. 
you yeah. know, because they'd basically grill the meat, right? It was basically a big barbecue party. That was right, right. Old Testament sacrifices to God were a huge barbecue party where the priests kept half the meat or whatever. And then you ate the other half mm-hmm. with God there or whatever. Right. And God liked the smell right. of cooked meat. Right. <laughs> That's basically what the Old Testament says. <laughs> So I'm pretty sure I mean, he did. I'm pretty sure he did. So yes. This will rival any Old Testament with 3,000 people showing up outside of Scylla Cardin's house. I mean, that could be New Jerusalem, you know? I had uh, <laughs> someone sent me a quote. It wasn't mine, but he says something like a, a bandit or a road roadside bandit will take your stuff and leave you alone. A do-gooder, do-gooder will take your stuff and never leave you alone. And this right. asshole, Quantahaha, she's the type. She's she's the type. And here's a related article on Drudge. Yeah. That's, I guess, see, this is positive. This is like a positive story in a schadenfreude way. Right? Okay. I mean, that's that's that was the angle that I took. I didn't really look for a positive story. I didn't look for the stories at the end of the news broadcast about the kid that goes and mows lawns. Yeah, no, you no, know, I didn't look find for that. on the internet. Yeah, I didn't look for that. I, I was like, well, this I'm, I'm going for the schadenfreude schadenfreude angle where you're enjoying the pain of other people right right okay i see so, this all right yeah. so uh a related article on the bbc news vegans and vegetarians may have higher stroke risk <laughs> winning <laughs> this week this week until they come yeah, out with right. a new study right what what does this one say uh people who eat vegan and vegetarian diets have a lower risk of heart disease and a higher risk of stroke a major study suggests 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 major study huh suggests a major one the research published in the british medical journal looked at forty-eight thousand people that's a lot Uh that's a lot for up to 18 years that's a pretty good sample size pretty good sample size you know however it cannot prove whether the effect is down to their diet or some other aspect of their lifestyle Hmm. but i mean vegans are i mean i would say vegans and vegetarians have you ever seen a fat one I have, but they're millennials. Like, but before okay. that, no, they they were not fat. Uh, they are usually very svelte. Yes, yeah, typically because they're yeah. basically starving. Because <laughs> right. they're starving. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I I think it makes sense because meat is. I mean, the reason why we've got such big brains as humans is because we ate meat mm. in our evolution, right? I mean, isn't that the reason why? Yeah, not the generally know. accepted reason, I think, I, got me, huh? is that we needed we need this concentrated energy in the form of meat and proteins and fats and all that kind of stuff to help support this giant brain that we have. And so if you cut that out, if you think that you're better than thousands and thousands of years of human evolution, you think, well, I'm just going to start eating vegetables. Uh, maybe your brain will suffer. Maybe you will have more strokes. Well... I'll tell you this, there's a higher incident rate. No, I don't have any proof. I'm just looking at them. But I'll guarantee you there's a higher incident rate of mental illness among vegans and Uh vegetarians. Guarantee you that. Um, Is that (laughs) chicken or the egg? Is is that a chicken and the egg or chicken or the egg? How is that a chicken or the egg? They're not eating a a normal diet. Yeah, they're going to suffer mentally and physically. But maybe they started their not normal diet because they're fucking nuts. Oh. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, no, that's... that. I. I'd go with that because yeah. usually, look, is there a vegan out there who works his ass off or her ass off and they're successful as a career? Yeah, they're out there. The vast majority of them, though, do it because they want to have something to brag about. It's like that kid in, in high school who was like, I'm a pacifist. I shut the fuck up. Go wear your <laughs> trench coat somewhere else, you fucking dipshit. It's like, you're not a pacifist. You're just saying that because you, and, and inevitably that guy was a loser. He was always a loser. Yep. You know, there's some wimpy, dopey, something i can't say right now but uh yeah no that definitely precedes no v the veganism and vegetarianism is a symptom it's not it's not uh the right cause or an ideology unto itself it's it's a symptom of somebody who's looking for look how good i am because i don't i don't kill the animals i'm sure i mean they're crazy a lot of them are probably crazy to begin with to start being a vegan Mm-hmm. And then being a vegan, not getting those necessary nutrients for your brain makes them even more nuts. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Wizardly Wizard for $5. Thoughts on an all-bond portfolio of long-term corporates and high-yield junk yielding about 4.5% for an early retirement. I'm 26 and want to retire by 35. Depends on how much money you got for capital to start off with. You could do the exponential math. I mean, thoughts on it? Um, I, I think you're... Look, everyone thinks it's, oh, I want to retire by this date. And then I, I made it. And it's on easy mode forever. No, it depends how long you live. You got to have enough money until you die. So I can tell you this, at the age of 26, fuck when you want to retire, you better have some equity investments so they grow over the course of time. Uh, I wouldn't have an all all fixed income portfolio. You got you to have some growth in there because 35, let's say you live till 95, that's 60 years. Well, there better be some, and you better have a lot of damn money to invest up front like that, to sustain that. Uh, I mean, my thoughts, I mean, I'm not an investment guy. Mm -hmm. I don't really believe in it. I don't really, I mean, I've got, I've got a, I signed up for a whole life where the guaranteed account gets 4%. So guess what I'm doing? I'm just putting my stuff in a guaranteed account at 4%. Good enough for me. You know, when I signed up for that, that was a low interest rate, and now it's a high interest. No, it's a high interest rate because yeah. he's saying a high yield junk yielding about four point five. Four point five. I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean, I remember I used. I get like six percent on a CD back in the nineties. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think in today's um, today's monetary environment, where basically Alan Greenspan just came out and said, "Well, negative interest rates are going to come here eventually." Oh, great. Awesome, Alan. Mr. Uh, Atlas shrugged Ayn Rand Institute. Um, so I I don't think you should play that game at all. I think you should. That's completely out of your control. And I keep coming back to you. what got me to where I'm at right now is just spending as little money as possible. Really? That's hard. I, that's hard. <laughs> People don't want to do that. <laughs> Work hard, save up. Spend as little as possible. Minimize, downsize. You know, don't can, go after that shiny brass thing. Can you see where I get? Th- I mean, it's great. We did it. It's wonderful. But God Almighty, it'd be like it. It'd be better. Be great if there was like you know more than three people in this club. It'd be right. really cool. <laughs> Even the people who claim they're in the club aren't in the fucking in club. club. No, you're not in the club. I had a buddy. He's like, oh, should I pay off my my mortgage? I'm like, yes. The the I have no mortgage club is getting quite lonely. He's like, well, I effectively have it paid off. I'm like, no, 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 you don't. You still have it. Pay yep. the thing off. Yeah, uh, the Mrs. ZT and I will have a mortgage here for a little while, but mm-hmm. we had we didn't have a mortgage for multiple, multiple years. Saved up some money and we're able mm-hmm. to escape Minnesota. Yeah. And now it's fucking awesome. It's like <laughs> I was saying earlier. It is great. I can't even I can't even get a mortgage if I want to because there ain't nobody building houses apparently. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just gonna sit here and wait. Nobody wants your money. <laughs> nobody wants the money. Uh, coffee debt for five Canadian dollars says always wanted a coffee taste good mug, but it was forty five dollars U S after taxes and import fees. Holy shit! Christ Almighty! You could just order it yourself, package it, and then mail it to them directly. Yeah. Right. You know, that'd be cheaper than that. Here's your blood shekels anyway. Thank you. Right, thank, the, no. That was a that was a nice so he's saying he wanted that mm, the coffee's good mug. Yes, he did. 45 bucks. I think it was like 20 in the US. Oh. So yeah. it was kind of expensive. The the um it's a nice I still use it. I use it every morning. It's uh mm, the coffee's good every morning with the insulated mug and it's great. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty cool. I wanted to get a cowboy bebop shirt. Went to Cafe Press. I used to have an account there. And so I found the really cool image that I like. I put it on there and entered my account and blah. Like, okay, this will be delivered in three days. Next day I wake up, uh, email like, we can't do it because it's copyrighted yeah, uh, that's image. Right. Yep. And I'm like, oh, shit, really? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, fine. And But now they email me all the time like, hey, do you want to reopen your Cafe Press? Like, no, I don't want to reopen my Cafe Press because you were <laughs> overpriced. And it's th- this shit that happens. No, I don't want to open my Cafe it Press. Is, it is for sure overpriced. Absolutely. Yep. That's why back when I was doing the podcast, it was give the Black Brigade a buck. I'm mm-hmm. only adding $1 for me on top of what Cafe Press gets for this 
for the for the swag for the black brigade yeah. swag yeah i i tried to make um uh a superman shirt with it instead of it being an s it was uh, hot shot my mascot yeah and even that got flagged they didn't let yeah, me do that i, so. I kind of yeah no, i i just pff. remember napster remember those days yeah i remember it's like this this like one to two year period where it's all fun and games and then the fucking asshole adults come in and like youtube bans it that's censored we can't have that it's like ah shit i oh, could design fun. some pretty cool shit for you aaron i but i'm not gonna charge my listening audience 15 dollars for a coffee mug but see, the thing is, is that if you put your website address on there or whatever, then it's basically advertising. So I know it's advertising, but I'm talking the people who would buy it. I don't want I don't them know. paying fifteen dollars for a mug. Uh, I know, but they like it. That it's it's like, hey, I got this cool thing that nobody else has, and if right. it looks cool and it's awesome, then then it's worth it. In addition to getting a house built, fixing my email, and all this other crap, I'm gonna go ahead and try and get some merch set up. I'm gonna. I'm telling you, you could give me money and I'll do it for you. Okay. All right. I, 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 oh, I can do it myself. I can do it myself. No, I but just, see, my stuff will look cool. Your stuff is, you know, enjoy the decline in uh, oh, courier font right. on, on a bumper sticker. Hey. Oh, why is it this selling? Hey, I, my bumper <laughs> stickers for Asshole Consulting sold great. I had a list. I had to send out, I think, like 100 or maybe even 150. Yeah. Um, all right. Wizardly Wizard for two bucks says, DT, what's it like being part-time as a family man? Part time as a family man. Was that? I mean, a part time family man? No, I'm a full time family man. I guess, and I'm not working part time anymore. You're not working at all. Yeah, but it's nice, I but, bet. <laughs> but um, uh, I mean, working part time is what you should shoot for because you don't need to work forty hours a week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've told this story before, but. Uh, the company that I was working for, I was working part-time for them. Basically, I'd get up in the morning, get the kids on the bus, go to work, work, get back in time for them to get off the bus. Mm. It's like I, it, it was like I never left. From their perspective, eh, you know, dad's home all the time, right? They don't, right. They, they, there, was, there was no change from their perspective at all, but I was making a little bit of money. And basically, because I wasn't, trying to fill 40 hours a week. I went to work and I would work. I saved them like a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand dollars on the job that I was working on because I worked so efficiently and they were able to get the next, next phase of work without having to compete for it. They're like, Hey, yeah, just hire us for the next phase of work. We've saved you a hundred thousand bucks because old DT, he, he was really efficient on this. And I'm sure the client was like, well, why did you estimate it was going to cost $100,000 more than it actually did? That question, I guess, did not uh, cross their minds. But um, the thing I liked about it was you're not bored at work. You go into work and you work. And mm-hmm. that and working part-time is all you really need to work at work to get your work done anyway. Yeah. Other, no, the rest of it's just dicking around. So. And then, then like, unlike the full-time people who don't have any more work to do for the next four hours, you get to go home. Exactly. Yeah. And you get to miss congestion. You're not in the, the commuting peak. Um, and you get to see your kids more. And the only thing is the way that this uh, work world is uh, structured is the whole health insurance thing. Mm-hmm. And so not everybody can do it. I mean, you, uh, I think you need at least one person that's getting that health insurance. Right. So, and then the other person should do whatever is most efficient. Hmm. And if you're not in debt, you can fucking do it. You can actually be a parent to your kids. Oh, what are you, what are you talking about? Kids can be shipped out to daycare. What that's. You do the math on that daycare stuff. I, I did. I mean, that's part of the reason why I became a stay at home dad in the first place. When my kids were little, it's an automatic 20,000 a year. I was like, I'm making what I'm making net. I'm making less than minimum wage. Why the fuck would I do that? Why would I show up and have, pay somebody else to to raise my kids so that I can clear after taxes less than minimum wage? Fuck that shit. Don't do not question. See, you've take you've basically did the math. Pretty much every, not every, but the majority of working moms should have done yes, exactly. to realize that. That's what they should have put. I don't care. Again, I don't care. 
I'm here to, to enjoy the show. I want to wait till the kids are mal-raised. They hate their dad. They hate their mom. They go to school. They become a bunch of fuck-ups and they live at home. I just want to watch that happen. I'm not going to ask. But hey, you know what? At least Wifey Poo played make-believe real-world adult right. who actually <laughs> had a career as the assistant reserve deputy social worker at the it's, elementary school. Whatever, let it go. It's amazing the scam that they've pulled on oh, women. On themselves. That, on yeah. themselves. It's, it's just, oh, you. we've signed you up to basically flood the workplace with double the amount of labor, so that cheapens the labor. And you neglect... You're the chewing. one thing that you can do that is absolutely fucking amazing, which is make life. <laughs> and raise it. Yes. And spend time with it. Oh, God. Uh, Luis, fucking, for- fucking wars have been fought. You know, Helen of Troy over your golden uterus. You know, And no, that's not good enough. Nope. I want to fight the war. I want to fight the war. Here's your M16, lady. Go fight the war. Over what? Hmm. (laughs) Health insurance. God. So sad when you're kind of like, I wish the Chinese would invade. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wish they would. Uh, Luis for $4.99. Hiya, Cappy and DT. Hello, Luis. Hola. Uh, Northland Locksmith. $2.99 from Northland Locksmith. Cap, believe in Bigfoot, DT, belief. No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, I watched that show just for fun, the mm-hmm. Finding Bigfoot show. Did you ever no. watch that show? No. <laughs> Where they go out in the woods. I'm going to die. And- <laughs> I am not going to watch a bunch of douchebags running around in the woods. Oh, well, look at this fecal material. It may have come. No, they didn't no. even find fecal material. All right. They, well, they, you know, they'd listen for wood knocks. You know, okay. All right. Okay. Wood knocks. That's that's how big big feet communicate. Uh, is wood knocks, and then and then they'd have a bigfoot call, and yeah. they they each did it their own way. You know, yeah. They'd start. Yeah. They, you want me to do one for you? Should I do? No, it? no. I'm I'm <laughs> okay, all right. Sure. We're I don't. I I, I want to hear that as much as I want to do an asthma video. <laughs> okay. uh, that's uh, all right. Well, maybe we the listeners t- know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and it's always the answer is always bigfoot. You know, oh, they'll, yeah. see a, they'll see a bunch. They'll see something. They'll see a structure that was built in the woods that could have been built by kids, you know, stacking up a bunch of wood in a in a sure. um, in an or- outdoor survival class. They went outdoors. They stack some wood into a little, you know, structure and they'll see it and they'll say, oh, this is a hunting blind for Bigfoot. Because <laughs> he's got his 30 odd six rifle right there. Ready. <laughs> yeah. And and whenever I see the um, see the the big uh, uh, transmission tower uh, or like the electrical lines going through the woods, you know they'll maintain they'll maintain a clear area around the power poles, right? Right. right. Um, they call those Bigfoot super highways. That's super they, highways. Yes, that's what they well, the call the thousands it. of Bigfoot. They just happen to go through there. Yep, yep. That's what they say. That's that's where Bigfoot likes to travel. Is uh, uh, down utility corridors. <laughs> do they have like little waysides and gas stations? Yeah, I think they do. Way? They have little pit stops. Are there little Minuteman missile silo national uh, monuments that they? Hey, come the, on, that place is great. Father, did you go in drags, there? The little, yeah, I did. Didn't I tell you that? No, you just sent me a picture. Of you I went in me there. I was, I was very. I was like, this is exactly what I feared it would be. It was just a, a bunch monument. of displays. It's, it's just a, a bunch mo- of displays, but it's a monument to the end of the world. That's I what it get is. that one. You didn't go into the room where it showed the graph of all the nuclear weapons. Yes, in the world I saw and, that. Yeah, I just and, saw and that just kind of the the devastation that would have been caused. It's a monument to what would have happened had it all happened. It was a ten minute delay for me to get back home. That's what it was. Yes, that's, uh, that's, me and Doc. We know where we're talking. You and Doc and can go Doc hang Brown. out there. Form yeah. form your club. Uh, for two, I think this is Swiss francs from Rosmatajov. Positive Brexit super chad in uh, Swiss francs. I think he he's happy because the Swiss have their own currency, just like the Brits do. Uh, and I'm not Chad though, so super DT. Mary Jo's in the house. She says ice hasn't gotten her yet. Don't worry, we'll we'll send him your way. Uh, rolling, scrolling, scrolling. Two Canadian dollars from Mellow Man 0001. 
What do you do to recover after a tough breakup? Well, you've you only had one girlfriend. Didn't you marry your first love or whatever? Uh, well, I mean, I had a couple girlfriends before that, but nothing, yeah. nothing serious. Uh, I, it's just and, time. And Mrs. And DT did break up a few times. So, huh? what uh, did I do after a tough breakup? Yeah, I listened to like um, hair metal band love songs. <laughs> And and just allowed myself to be really, really depressed. Gave myself that luxury to just be fucking depressed. And then you can get over it, I think. I uh, just say you, you work out, <clears throat> you eat, um, and then you really look at uh, her or him in an objective manner to say, is this, you know, is this really a tragic loss? Did I really lose something here? Um, and then it's just time. That's it. That's all you got to do is just time. Yeah. I mean, see, now I've got the red pill perspective and I don't know what I would tell myself back then. I would say, I mean, you hear the cliche, there's lots of fish in the sea, Yeah, but it actually is true. There's all, it's the whole, um, one itis idea that, Oh, everybody says, Oh, there's the one for you out there. There's the one. No, there's probably oh, there's thousands. There's, yeah. there's thousands for you. Yeah. Maybe a score. Maybe don't a go score. with thousands. Yeah. <laughs> there's but not I mean, thousands of redheads with big boobs who are conservative or libertarian type. It's just not thousands. Just but I mean, if thousands. you got your shit together, you have to have that abundance mentality rather than a scarcity mentality. I That's mean, you're true. the you are the catch. If you're listening yes. to this podcast, you should be the fucking catch. You, you should, should be. But what if what if you're a 23 year old and all your women are morbidly obese and just like have a hate boner for men and capitalism and you know free markets and patience, and, uh, patience, have, pa- have patience. Uh, wait until you're 30 and uh-huh. wait for all those girls that for sure like, that parents like DT are saying. Hey, if you want a family, when you're in prime baby making years, uh-huh. look for a, somebody in their 30s. So just what have are pay, you and, what are you and the other four parenting couples uh, <laughs> doing your little club there in the world? What's that like uh, living in? But that I small think I think commune? a guy in his 30s who's established and has taken care of himself and is red pilled and all that kind of stuff, he's gonna wipe the fucking floors with 20 somethings, right? As far as in the dating market, you got to be really good looking. You especially, you got to be really good looking. Um, because I, I, I kicked ass in my late twenties and early thirties, and it was even then it was a pain in the ass. Um, you know, okay, what if I was like six feet tall? And okay, probably would have done a little bit better. But I, I don't know, man. I'm speculating for the young, younger kids nowadays too. I don't know what it's like, but it just it. The reports we're getting from the field it just sounds like a bloodbath. Right? Yeah, it's horrible. No, no, it's. Yeah. It's horrible. So, so a tough breakup. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe you got spared. Maybe try to look on yeah. the bright side that, that it maybe, maybe it would have been really bad. You know, maybe it's, maybe you got, you dodged a bullet and just have that abundance mentality because I mean, really, I mean, I mean, are, are chicks really that great? Really? No. They're not. I mean, you right? find the right one. They can be absolutely, yeah. but, but in general, no. Of, no, of I the mean, literally hundreds of girls I dated, maybe 30, maybe 10% were worth the, but the rest of it was just, it was a pain in the ass. It was, so, I mean, I, you should, you should have the perspective that you are the catch. They aren't the catch. You are. Right. And if you have that perspective, a tough break, breakup, it's like, well, yeah, okay. Give it time. Just give it time. Look, we got a lot of super chats here, so let's let's kind of get right. through it because I do got to leave in about eight minutes. Okay, uh, eight bake, minutes. bake of Maldito for two twenty three says, "Did someone say vegans, my mortal inferiors?" Yes, they are your mortal inferiors uh, and sworn enemies. Uh, They're probably your moral inferiors too, yeah, not just mortal. Scrolling. 556 from Bacon Maldito. What do you guys have planned for National Vacation Month when everyone's sending their kids from other fathers back to prison and get back to work? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, he's saying, what are we, what are we going to do for National Vacation Month? Basically, when uh, send their kids from other fathers back to school. In other oh, words, he's indicating okay. two things. One, that's not their, the father, uh, the guy who thinks that's his kid. It's not his kid. 
and then two schools of prison. Um, I don't know. Same Very shit. Clever. Different. Yeah. I, uh, I got no, I'm going to go see TJ and Vince and those guys for a writer's meetup. Um, but see, I'm, I'm just, just getting shit done around the house. This is, this is, uh, DT's compound compound 2.0 here. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of stuff to do. And so, and I like doing it. And, and I had, uh, I had my, uh, oldest help me on a little easy project mm-hmm. the other day. And, and I say, okay, now's, now's the good part. Went in the garage, cracked open a couple, uh, lawn chairs, turned mm-hmm. on the radio. I, I got, I got us some, uh, popsicles and then there I, you go. Got my, I got myself some beers too but and i said and then here's this is what makes it all great after a hard day's work you get to relax you've earned your time your your downtime guilt-free freedom exactly mm-hmm. and so that's what i've been doing awesome um yeah i'm just gonna work i got enough asshole consulting to do and uh it's just Keep plugging away. Wizardly Wizard for another $5. DT, what do you mean you don't believe in investing? Is all your money in cash? Do you at least put in a high-yield savings account? Well, you start, you kind of already answered that yeah. with the uh, – yeah. what is it? A, is it an annuity you invest in, or what is that? No, it's it's a whole life policy. And so you max out that whole life policy, and, and I put it in the guaranteed account at 4%. And, like, if you pass away, the kids get some kind of uh, – Well, there, there's the death benefit. If I, if I, you know, when I'm working on some house project, if I fall to my death, you know, there's a death benefit, but you get to the way that these whole life policies work. And I think a lot of times people thought they're sort of a scam, but to me, Mm -hmm. they sound kind of good. It's an insurance product. That's what it is. Yeah. You get to take the money out. See, the problem is, is when you take the money out, it's basically a loan to you and your account pays back that loan. So it's, so it's not, you don't have to pay taxes on it because it's a loan, right? Ah, but see. the loan is 4.5%. It's All not right. 4%. So I could not take out the, I could not take out the money and have my money pay off the loan at 4% because I have to pay it off at 4.5%. So when I start taking out the money, I might have to put it into something that makes more than 4% to make I sure see. that I'm not losing money on it. My God. I'm a finance guy and it's already too complicated. (laughs) All I know is it's making 4%. That's about all I know. Ray John for two Canadian dollars says, look up Charles Dara. And I just did. He's a playgirl of the year guy, ex Marine. I don't know why we had to look at him. Um, Good looking fella. And that's it for the super chats. Um, Let me get through some sponsors Sponsors. here real quick. Yeah. I got to do the sponsors. Uh, We got a new sponsor. The Science of Mastering Women, written by Linda Gross. She hosts the Men's Advocate Show. You can find that by Google searching it. And her um, book, which you're supposed to say. Is this the short-haired chick? No, she's got long hair. She looks like a normal guy. I'm thinking of somebody else. Um, Go from cocky to confusion to confidence with women. Miss Gross is is the men's advocate who champions men being men. She empowers men to tap into their innate skills to win over women. Due to the fallout <clears throat> from women's lib some 40 years ago, 40, let's try 60, we have a social climate that is somehow no longer okay to be a man. She sets out to right this wrong. Miss Gross has interviewed over 20,000 men to research a book, Mastering Women. After a generation of men who were raised by single and or overbearing moms, many men today are at a loss with how to interact with women, much less win them over. In gathering the research for her book, she found that many men are resorting to being cocky or arrogant, being players, being that guy waiting in the sidelines, afraid to make his move and or flat out resignation. Asserts you could be confident, ba da ba ba da ba ba da ba Anyway, go check out that book <clears throat> if you want a woman's opinion. And then also check out her show, uh, The Men's Advocate, um, which is on Blog Talk Radio, so you can't download the MP3 podcast, unfortunately. What was her name again? Linda Gross? Linda Gross. Linda Gross. I've seen her before. She was on the she advertised on my podcast or show uh, a while ago um what else uh assholeconsulting.com check that out if you need some advice uh we got my patreon where the lovely mary joe has her pinup pictures and i have a the the world famous world famous article that was so famous i put it behind a paywall because nobody read it sanity is the future of wealth and then two episodes of my uh kind of patrons only 
podcast, the road trip podcast. Uh, Cafe Rishis, Cafe Rich, S-A-E-S-S-E.com. That's where I go to get my coffee. And RDKlegal.com. Go to RDKlegal.com and talk to Russell. Before, during, or after you get divorced. It's only a matter of time once you're married. You will get divorced. So contact Russell at any one of those three stages along the way. Academiccomposition.com. If you don't want to write your papers for the bullshit classes, you're probably getting awarded already right now in college. Have Alex and his crack team of writing staff write your papers for you. Go to academiccomposition.com. Tell them the captain sent you. And for a very reasonable fee, you don't have to write your bullshit Marxist papers. He is also always looking for marketers as well as people uh, to do writing. Both jobs suck, but you can do them from home. Let them know I sent you over at academiccomposition.com. We got my books. Uh, You guys all know Reconstance Man, Black Man's Got a Poverty, Bachelor Pet Economics, Worthless, Enjoy the Decline, Curse of the High IQ, Poor Rich's Retirement. If you have not bought them, please buy them. And if you have bought them, please review them online. We also have uh, uh, Privatizing Governments. That's a little Kindle essay I put out that you can get for three bucks. It's also very intellectually interesting. And we have the best of Cappy's books, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf, Captain Capitalism Reserve, and Captain, I'm sorry, Love Letters to the Left, all available on Amazon.com, paperback and Kindle. And most of my books are available in audio as well. Where'd you go? Did I, oh, here you are. Um, Who, me? Yeah, you. I'm here. For, yeah, I just Hi. want to make sure I'm not missing any more podcasts. Hey, I'll just say that... Uh, Linda Gross does mm-hmm. not look gross. So I think that's important. She's all right. Yeah, I think she's an, a decent looking lady. Yeah. Cool. All right. Bacon Mel Deal. This be the last super chat. Then I got a bolt. Uh, for 223, Bacon says, show up today on YouTube before even DT has. Ha ha ha. Very funny, know. Bacon. I got to go. What kick does that mean? I don't know. I'm in a rush. I got to get going. That's the- <laughs> so you just said, okay, that's funny, even though you don't know what it means. Yeah. That's why, okay. you know. All right. Show up today on YouTube before even DT has. I think he meant that you were already there before I was. Um, But like I said, I was working on something. So, All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for uh, tuning in. DT, thanks for being here. If you would like to help out, you can go to olderbrother.com slash donate. There's three ways you can help out. They're self-explanatory. And I'll see you guys later. DT, will you take us out appropriately? Can I do an asthma? You can make, yes. Yes, go ahead, please. Do it all. Oh, God, that's horrible. <laughs>